Hi, I'm Ellen Newhouse, and welcome to Heart and Soul. Are you ready to live a soulfully inspired life? If you are ready to dive deep, get seriously honest with yourself, and learn to trust your deep wisdom, then this is the place for you. I'll be sharing unfiltered stories from my own life and those of many other courageous, creative entrepreneurs and transformational leaders who have dug deep inside themselves to heal, honor their amazing wisdom, and dare to take inspired action. No more sitting by the sidelines wishing for a more satisfying life. It's time for you to become the person you have always dreamed of being. Have a career and a life you love. Join us each week to be spiritually uplifted and inspired into action. And oh yes, I'll be giving you homework to get you moving closer to your dreams. Welcome back to Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Ellen Newhouse, and today I'm going to do things a little bit differently. I was recently having a conversation with a wonderful man that I'm studying with within the podcast world, and he said, Ellen, have you ever told that particular story of where you've come from on your podcast? He said, I've listened, and I don't think so. And I thought about it and I was like, no. And, you know, I sort of hemmed and hawed because I've told a little bit of why I started the podcast, but there's a deeper story there that I haven't yet told. So today I want to tell you that story in the hopes that it will help you to understand why you do the things you do and it will give you insight into why I wanted to start this podcast. And it just so happened that after Kevin said what he said, my writing coach actually wrote me very similar notes about the current chapter that I'm working on. And she said, you know, I think you need to go back and give your readers a contextual understanding about why you're telling this particular story. And I thought, isn't it interesting It's sort of the same issue that keeps arising. So many of you who've gotten to know me a little bit already heard a little bit about why I started this podcast. So you can go back and listen to that. I think it's the very first episode, but I want to go a little bit deeper. So in January of 2020, I broke my leg skiing. I was forced to sit still for about 13 weeks. And for those of you who will get to know me, you will come to realize I'm somebody who moves a lot. So sitting still for 13 weeks was quite journey and quite actually, in the end, quite inspiring and insightful. As soon as I came out of my cast with all of my new one inspiration, We went into lockdown within COVID. And then a day later, I got the worst phone call from one of my mother's nurses telling me that my mom had gone very, very ill. I mean, she was already ill to begin with. And now she was 
in dire straits. And as that podcast revealed, my mother had gotten COVID. And within months of that, she passed away. But within the months as she was dying, the show that I had been working on based on my memoir and of the same name, Nothing Ever Goes On Here, was canceled. It's New York City opening. And for months, I was, as you can imagine, fairly depressed about this. I had worked, oh goodness, I had worked, I think, three years on developing the show with my director, Jolene Adams. And it was an amazing journey. Then I workshopped it and performed it all of 2019. And then we were going to finally open it on Theater Row in New York City. I mean, this was so dreamy. You cannot imagine. And then to have it canceled was quite devastating, actually. So there I had broken my leg. We had gone into COVID lockdown. My mother had gotten ill. My show got canceled. And then on June 10th, 2020, my mother passed away. Whew, that was quite a year. And as anybody who is listening can imagine, there was grief upon grief upon grief. And then finally, my husband and I went on a road trip to just take a break and sort of integrate and absorb the fact that my mom had died. And just to let me have time where I wasn't focused on my patients, focused on writing, focused on grieving of the show that wasn't going to be, and just to be. And then we came back. And my body began to grieve. And I say that that specific because I had lost my dad many, many years prior to losing my mom. And I had grieved then in a a way that I imagine one to grieve. I cried a lot. I went into deep sense of a fog for quite some time, and I cried more, and I cried quite, you know, for quite some time. This time, grieving was so different. I cried the day I learned that my mom had passed away. I cried a few days on our vacation, and then we came back, and I felt that my grieving while it wasn't a hundred percent over, you know, I mean, as grieving takes quite some time, especially of a parent or of a sibling, let's say, I just, I had felt complete. And then my body began its own grieving journey that I didn't at first recognize as grieving. My stomach was just a mess. And no matter what I tried, I could not stop the nausea. I could not stop the severe diarrhea that I was having. Finally, after a few months of this, I finally called a doctor and said, you know, I need to check in about this. And I had met her 
years ago when I had had a colonoscopy and we discussed this and she said, no, Ellen, I am not at all concerned, which kind of surprised me, quite frankly, a lot because I really gave her all the worst things that were going on and, you know, really wanted to kind of scare her (laughs) because I was scared. And as she listened deeply to me, which I am so grateful for, she said, Ellen, your mom just died. You're grieving. And of course, as she said that, the tears just came down in a flood. And I was so surprised that this was my new experience of grieving. And in a way, as she mirrored this back to me, it gave me permission to sit with my grief in a deeper way. And it still didn't look like my version of my image of grieving, of sobbing, but I began to realize that I'd had so many losses in 2020, as so many of us did. But it was the culmination. It was the breaking of my leg, the having to sit still, you know, not being able to run or move as I normally do, which takes care of a lot of my emotional needs, you know. And then, you know, my mom getting sick and then the loss of the show and then the eventual loss of my mother. And even though I had grieved for many years, grieved my mother for many, many years, as you can read in my memoir if you want to, it's on Amazon. I didn't realize the depth that I would be grieving. And at one point, I began to realize that I was deeply grieving the loss of doing the show and the loss of the experience of opening on Theater Row in New York City. And as I sat with it, I began to ask myself, well, what do I need? What do I want? And of course, I wanted to be able to do the show, but More than that, I began to realize that what was so important to me was to have a creative outlet. And so I began to write what I was hoping was my next book. I was so excited that they were just falling out of me. I thought, oh, this is it. I am now back on track. And then... I began to write the third chapter and nothing. You guys, I mean, absolutely nothing. I was as dry as the desert. I was, there was nothing in the well. I kept dipping down and dipping down and trying to find the energy that were in the first two chapters. And once again, I became very depressed, very disillusioned, very dark, a sense of not quite hopelessness, but I think despair. I think despair would describe it really, really well. And I thought, okay, 
what am I really needing? And the show had provided a great avenue for my creativity, my need for movement. I was playing 41 characters and in an hour and 25 minute show. So it was a full emotional workout, physical workout, spiritual workout. It really gave me everything I never knew that I needed, actually. And so I began to reflect about the last time I had been creatively despairing. And I thought back to when my first book was published in 2014, and it didn't immediately become a bestseller, I went into despair because the book, I poured my heart and soul into that book. I wrote what I thought was a well, really well-written book and a book of an important topic as it's about how I overcame the generational chains of domestic violence and learned about forgiveness and self-love and love in many different forms. And there it sat. It was like I had an amazing launch and then it was a big old thud. Nothing was happening. It was a, it basically was flatlining, you know, behind on Amazon, behind every book that you see, there's an author page and it gives you graphs. Well, believe me, my my graph looked like a it had flatlined. You know, let's say that there's eight million books on Amazon. It was seven million nine hundred and thirty million out of eight million books. It had flatlined. And so I began to think about what were the steps that took me out of despair and creative despair because I also had a beautiful life going on. I had a full practicing patience. I have a wonderful husband. I live in a beautiful home. So it wasn't like all of life was despairing, but my creative life was in despair. So if you find yourself in any kind of despair, I want to talk about how I went from that feeling of despair of like, oh my gosh, nothing is ever going to happen. I'm never going to feel my creative juices again. I'm never going to find that vehicle again. And it's very real at times. You know, there are moments when nothing is happening. But I want you to know That in those moments when nothing is happening, everything is happening. So a great thing to do in those moments is to go get some dirt. And if you don't live in a place like, let's say you live in an apartment building or a condo, and you can't actually plant something outside, go get um, some dirt, go get some seeds, get a pot, and Begin to grow something because what it will teach you is that in the darkness, 
everything is growing. We don't grow necessarily in the light. You know, we need those moments of deep darkness to just, you know, to grow, to have that time to assimilate, to integrate, and to deal with issues that may need to be dealt with. In my case, I needed the time to grieve, and not just one loss, but four losses. You know, I had many losses in 2020. And as I began to reflect on that despairing time after my first book was published and that period where my book wasn't seemingly growing, I reflected and I began to trust a little bit because out of that dark time came the moment when I met Jolene Adams, my director, and she decided to take my book on, take me on, and she optioned the book for not only to write it as a one-woman show, but to create a film out of it, things that I could never have imagined. The other important piece in that time of despair was that I entrusted my life to my, for me, to God, but call it what you will, call it higher guidance, call it the universe, whatever you're comfortable with. And I went back to God and said, please guide me, knowing that we are all guided, even and especially when we don't feel like we're being guided, when we feel like, you know, somehow God or our angels or spirit has completely forgotten about us. You know, we're there, we're feeling really alone, and we can't figure it out on our own. And it really feels like the universe has just absolutely, you know, abandoned us. We feel, you know, like there's no answers. Nobody's hearing us. Our prayers aren't being answered. And now being on the other side of it, I want to say in every case, even though I have experienced feeling so alone in my life, every single time my prayers have been answered. As I know everyone's prayers are answered in time, in divine time. And that's the trick. They didn't get answered overnight. They didn't get answered within months. They didn't even get answered within a year. So my book, my initial book was published in 2014. And I did not meet Jolene Adams until 2016. That's two years. That's a long time in my world. And maybe you've been praying for something for five years, for 10 years. I had that happen when I was single and I kept praying and praying and praying for a solution, for an answer, for a partner, for my soulmate and nothing. I mean, it was dry for 
many, many years, 14 years to be exact. And what I know for sure on the other side of my despair with my book, on the other side of being single and wanting to be married, on the other side now of having lost the show and lost my mom, is that my prayers have yet again been answered. And I'm writing my next book, and I'm writing a new show, and I have been enjoying my private practice more than ever. And more than any of this, I am the happiest and the most at peace I have ever been in my entire life. And believe me, this is coming out of such a deep, dark place in 2020. So what I want to say to you is, should you find yourself in a deep, dark place as I was, please know that your prayers are being answered. They are always answered in divine time. And some of us, like me, need to learn patience. And so part of our prayers being answered is we're also learning. We're learning to have patience. We're learning to have faith. We're learning that things take time to grow. You know, sometimes I would plant something and I would look at the dirt that just looked like dirt now. And I would talk to it and I would say, are you sure you're growing in there? And the temptation for me to dig it up was huge. You cannot even know. And I laugh about it now, but it was serious. Like I seriously would sit and look at this pot of dirt and think it's not growing. It's, it's definitely not growing. And I would talk to it and I would say, are you sure? You're absolutely sure. As if the dirt could speak back. But within months, you know, you would see a little shoot. But it took many months to see anything. So should you be sitting in despair, just think of yourself like that pot of dark dirt that just looks like dirt, right? Nothing looks sunny. Nothing seems to be going in your favor, in the right direction. And I want you to know that on the other side of this, there will be so much joy for you, so much happiness. And if you are willing to get the lessons of the time, to do the hard work, yes, people, personal growth is hard work. There is no way about it. If you know a way about it that is easy, sneezy, please let me know. After doing personal work for the last, oh my goodness, I think, oh, 32 years, something like that, and working with other people for actually 32 years, so I've been working longer on myself, let's say 36 years, I have never seen it be easy, sneezy. Yes, there are things that heal very quickly, but the deep, dark issues that we came into this lifetime to work through, they take time. They take energy. They take focus. They take attention. 
as well as intention. So if somebody promises you that in a weekend you can heal it all, please go try it. If it works, let me know. But I am very, 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 did I say very, very cautious and very suspicious of any work that you could do in a weekend. Mm, I have great suspicions about it, but I'm always open. So if you go and do the work and you heal everything in a weekend, you let me know. All right. Otherwise, please know that it takes time. It takes having patience. And you know, I think our lack of patience comes from our lack of faith, our lack of trust in ourselves, in the universe, in any other people. And I understand that. You know, if you have come from a difficult childhood as I did, it takes a lot to learn to trust again. So, if you're in a dark place, if you're in grief, if you're in sadness, if you're feeling so frustrated that things don't seem to be going your way, I want to promise you that on the other side of all of these feelings will be so many riches for you. And you're gaining the riches right this moment in these, in this dark time. All right. Trust that because I have come through so much in my life and every single time that I overcome something, that I go beyond where I have been, that I come through the darkness. Oh my goodness. There's so much light so much joy, and so much happiness. So, I am standing here holding all of you, knowing that no matter where you are in your journey, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how dark it is, I know that you are headed to the light. You are headed towards your greatest moment. You are headed towards your joy. So just hang in there. Keep asking, what is the blessing of this time for me? What do I most need to learn? What do I most need to integrate in this moment? And then do your very best to do that. If you are needing support, I am still seeing patients one-on-one. You can always reach out to me and book a session. Or if you're wanting to know about a psychic or an astrologer or any other kind of life coach, I am absolutely happy to give you resources. And in fact, in the show notes, I'm going to list a few people. And there are wonderful books out there on healing. Oh my goodness, there are podcasts and webinars and you name it, information today is not a problem. The biggest issue is actually taking the time to integrate what you read, what you learn into yourself and actually do the work. So no matter where you are right now, begin to do the work 
And one of the easiest ways you can begin to do the work, write your feelings down in a journal and keep writing every single day. So begin there and trust. Trust that you're on your way to your greatest desires and dreams. Thank you so much for being with me today, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me on the Heart and Soul podcast. It's such a joy for me to be with you. I know firsthand how much easier it is to rise when you have community to laugh with, shed a few tears with, and be inspired by. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, go subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, please contact me directly at ellennewhouse.com. And while you're there, grab the special resources I have created for you to begin to take inspired action in your own life. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.